Uh, listen, so we're going to pick up where we left off last week, and we'll do a short review, and then we will uh, we will uh, go on where we need to go. Okay, so last week we talked about uh, resistance, right? We talked about resistance last week, and we talked about, uh, I asked a question, and the question was, why is it that uh, people can be married for 30 years? A person can go to church for 30 years or something like that, and then they wind up uh, uh, saying the husband or the wife, so look, I want to divorce from this, from this time. I can't do this no more. How does that happen? We talked about that. And we talked about that the issues or whatever problem that the person may have is, is not something, usually it's not something new that jumps up. It's something that's always been there, but what's happened in the past was that the person uh, would resist. They would resist when these uh, these things that would damage the marriage or, or cause them to want to take off and leave, they would resist those things. And then uh, they get to a certain point after many years, they just say, I don't want to resist no more. All right, I'm tired of resisting, and therefore, and I, I gave you some examples. I told you I had uh, a friend of mine who very active in ministry, and, and it would appear that his wife was on the same page. Uh, but, but then uh, there was one day she, she up and said, told him, they said, listen, I don't want to do this no more, and, and this is this. And two weeks later, she was living with another married man. Okay? And so everybody was dumbfounded. How did this happen? Well, some of these things were already in there. All right? And so what happened for a number of years, there was resistance. And then it got to a certain point where there was no more resistance. Yeah. All right? I'm going to give in to these things that I feel. Uh, we, we talked about the fact that uh, just because one is married doesn't mean that they do not find somebody else other than their spouse attractive. We talked about that. Keep it real, right? Tell the truth and shame the devil. Okay? Uh, when one becomes, one, even when one gets in ministry, you, you, you're not blind. Okay? You can still see the same thing you used to see on the other side. What happens is, and so back then I had a discussion a large part of our Christianity is resistance. It's resistance. It's not that you don't have the same temptation as you used to be a gambler. There is still temptation again. If you used to be a criminal, there's sometimes still temptation to revert back to that behavior. Whatever stronghold that was there before you came to Christ is still hanging around, and we describe that as what? The beast in the basin, right? So we said everybody has a beast that's locked up in the basin and that wants to get out. And so, but what we do is as we, our relationship with God progresses, we can keep that beast locked up the way we need to keep it locked up, and we won't let it out. But the beast is constantly calling out to you to come down to the basement and bring it some food. So it'll settle for a cracker at first, and if you go down and give it a cracker, it'll eventually talk to you into bringing steaks. Right? And so once it gets strong enough, the cage won't hold it. It's coming out. So at first it was locked up in the basement where nobody could see it, and now it's sitting in your living room where a company comes over, flipping the TV with your remote control. Yeah. All right? So now it's broke loose, and it's on the scene, and you can't hide it anymore. That's what I'm trying to say. You can't hide it anymore. Everybody has that thing that we don't want nobody to know about, that we're trying to keep under our feet. We're trying to keep it under. Right? Everybody has that thing. I can get under the chair Everybody has that thing that we don't want nobody to know about that we're trying to kill. Alright? So, uh, if you think about it, even though the scripture says of the devil, 
that there would be a thousand years that they keep them chained up. He said, well, Lord, why don't you just kill the devil? Anybody ever ask God that? Why just don't kill the devil? All right? Set the devil down. No. All right? Why can't we just kill this thing right here that's been hanging around with us all these years? I don't know. Maybe because we can't kill the devil. We can't kill the thing. You know what I mean? So what we do is we resist it. So a large portion of our, our Christianity is resisting things that we know that we shouldn't, we shouldn't participate in. That's a big part of our Christianity. Resistance. Somebody say resistance. Yes. Okay, I'm going to show you some scriptures in a minute. But, but that's a big part of the Christian Christianity is resistance. Uh, we talk about the fact that there are people who serve God for a number of years. Right? A number of years. And, and uh, uh, then all of a sudden they decide, hey man, I'm not going to serve God no more. Uh, uh, you know, you hear about preachers running off with some other woman. And, and the guy's passing the church. The church is grown. The people are grown. They touch countless lives and all this kind of stuff. And then he decides he wants to go be with the secretary. All right? Well, what happened? He stopped resisting. But you got kids. They're teenagers. And this, this, this. All this kind of stuff. How could you just go and do that? You stop resisting. Thank you. My son is my fashion. Right. So listen, so you stop resisting. Right? Everybody, if you think about yourself right now, you think about your relationship with God right now, and you, you're resisting things. Yeah. Okay? And so we understand, hey, I can't do it. Listen, there were certain things when I first got saved, I'm sure I knew I'm supposed to do this no more. Uh huh. I'm supposed to do this. Nobody has to tell me that. Right? And so all of us understand that's why some people don't even want to come to church because they understand that church itself is an environment of resistance. So when I walk in the door, you know, I see people come to the restaurant like that. Don't come to the restaurant, well, they kind of straighten up. Because they know that the restaurant is really in the church. Right? And so for me, I'm not, you know, I, I'm living that way. I'm not, I ain't tripping. You do what you do. Don't, don't turn into something else when you walk through the door. Because, you know, for the brief time that you're in here, who are you fooling? You ain't fooling God. I don't know you like that, and I'm not you. So just do you, and I'm going to do me. Alright? Just do, do what you do. Right? So, but people understand that it's about some resistance. Yeah. It's if you, when the moment when you stop resisting, that's when you came. Now we're going to talk about this. I can tell you one thing if I told you about resistance, but I must tell you this. Let's, let's read the scripture. Let me get on. Well, let's talk about what resistance is. Let's recap what resistance is, the definition of resistance. Defin- <laughs> definition of resistance is the refusal to accept or comply with something, to uh, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. The refusal to accept or comply with something, the refusal to accept or comply with something, the attempt to prevent something by action or argument. That's what resistance is. Resistance is, we ain't going to let it happen. That's what resistance is all about. We not going to let it happen. And so again, I'm, I got to hit you where you live, and I can't hit you with enough of this. If you're the man, right, and you went to work, and your wife has been treating you bad, right? And you feel like she's been neglecting you, and the secretary tell you how good you smell, understand? How sharp you look, right? Listen, you know, hey, look, you know, uh, tell you what, 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 can we get lunch? No, we can't, we can't get lunch. We, we can't, we can't get lunch. We can't get coffee. 
We can't, we can't do that. We can't even go in the break room, you know, just and chill. We, we can't do that, right? And so what happens is, you know, if you, if you, if you, if your resistance is based on the treatment of other people, that means your resistance is connected to your emotions. And emotions will flip back and forth all the time. So your, your resistance can't be based on your emotions. Your resistance has to be based on something deeper than your emotions. Amen. Because if it's not, then, you know, why, your wife get into it that day or whatever, or a week, a month, or a couple of years, or whatever, been getting into it, she just don't show me no kind of respect. Man, this was none of the number one needs. It's not sex, it's respect. Right? She don't show me no respect, this, that, and the other. I come here and Susie respect me every day, you know, uh, uh, telling me how good I look, how good I smell, this, that, and the other, whatever. Well, shoot, let's get some lunch. Okay? But you resisted for a long time. And now you quit resisting, you had lunch with Susie, and the whole thing went somewhere else. Now, you, listen, you don't want your wife to stop resisting. Oh, yeah, I got to punch you in the stomach with that one. Right? You don't want your wife to stop resisting. It's okay if you go to lunch, but you, 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 went, you did what? You went to lunch with Steve? Well, why? What, what, what's that? What's that about? You know, it's one, one person, and use this the man, he always thinks he can do something, but the woman, you can't do it. Yeah, you can't do it. The man, the man got three, four girlfriends, but the woman, he find out that she didn't cheat on the one person. How could you do that? That's just another line of play. I'm not messing with us. I'm just telling you how I go. That's how I go. You shock. You shock. Well, you ain't shocked and surprised when you stop resisting. Right? Don't be shocked and surprised. Right? And so, but these are the things that happen. Whatever it is that you stop doing, it could be your business. You give up on your business. Because, hey, listen, let me tell you something. It's not an issue that I want to quit doing something. It's not an issue. It's not an issue that when I come in here sometimes, and this last year has been hard. It's not an issue that sometimes I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you know what? I do not smell. I do not feel like smelling like barbecue smoke today. <laughs> I want. I, I want to smell myself. <laughs> I got 19 bottles for long. I'm going to sit I don't want to smell like fucking smoke today. Right? We fixed work 14 hours. And I'm going to be smelling like smoke. And that's what we're going to do. Right? And I got a witness in here. I should have one too. Right? So, uh, I don't want to do that. And so sometimes it's like, you know, I told y'all, I could get in the Jeep and go to an unknown, undisclosed destination. And then I just, when I get there, I tell my wife, hey, look, don't just leave everything. Just leave it all, and we'll call the, the board, and they say, they'll tell me they ain't coming back. No. <laughs> we'll do something. Right? Listen, there ain't nothing wrong with me thinking that. Just as long as I know. Hallelujah. You understand what I'm coming from? That's what people think, but it's about to stop. I can't think about it, just sitting there and meditating on it. But if it's coming to me, you know, I'm going to hold up on on a Thursday? <laughs> if you come on a Thursday, I'm about to, you know, spend not, not, not 23 hours. 23 hours shift. Messing with them bristles. Right? If you come on a Thursday, you know, brought out front of salt, ain't nothing wrong with me thinking about it. Maybe I'll go to Baytown. Maybe I'll go via through Baytown. Right? But, the, but, but I just know I can't do it. Amen. You understand where I'm coming from? I can't do it. 
I can't think about it too long, but if it hit me, I can't do it. That's what people don't understand. It's not about what you want to do. It's about understanding what you can't do.
again, now I'm something secret you're not giving me a right James 4 7. James 4 7 says this. You with me, Ashley? James 4 7. He says this. He says, Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Anybody ever heard that scripture before? He says, Submit yourselves to God, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I want you to understand this. There is, somebody say this with me. Say, there is, there is. no submission. No Scratch that. There is no resistance, there is no resistance. Without, submission. without submission. No resistance without submission. He said, submit yourself to God first. There is no, you have no power to resist without submission. You have no power to resist. You are powerless to resist if you have no submission. That's good, Annie Pastor Eli. That's good. So there's, there's this, you ain't resisting nothing. If I don't have a relationship with God, I'm not submitted to God. When these things come to me, when the devil tries to talk to me and tell me to do, how do you think that Jesus overcame him on the, on the mount? Because there was submission to God. The devil said, hey, listen, you come and serve me and I'm going to hook you up. Right, drop all that other stuff, be on my team. But Jesus was submitted to his father. Therefore, he had the power to resist. Let's keep reading. Watch this. Let's look at, we're going to look at the life of Paul. Turn to Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, or put it up on the screen, read it up there. Either one. There is no resistance without submission. You need to say that to yourself. There is no resistance without submission. Whenever I find somebody in one of these cases where somebody's been serving God for a while and they turn and walk off from God or they leave a marriage or something like that, that means that their, their submission to God is super low. That means you've been, you, their, your communication, whatever way that is, whether it's your Bible reading or your praying, there's been a very small amount of it. Because in order for me, I taught, we said this last week, in order for me to leave my wife, in order for me to leave my wife, come on up here, wife. In order for me, step out just a little bit, right there. In order for me to leave my wife, I got to get past Jesus. That makes sense. In order for me to leave my wife, I got to get past Jesus. So because now listen, my wife finds that because when I married my wife. Jesus was here with us. The Bible says that a threefold cord is not easy to grow. He didn't say two. He said three. Who's the three? It's not the faithful people. It's you, your wife, and the Lord. So a threefold cord is not easy to grow. We all in this together. And Jesus is the center of the Right? And so in order for me to bust up with her, I can't bust up with her without the faith in the Lord. Right? Let's turn around and face this And so in order for me to get over there and tell her, listen, I'm leaving you. I don't want nothing else to do with you. I'm better off without you. Right? <laughs> right? So in order for me to do that, now what, what's Jesus going to do when I start telling her that? Right? 
So Jesus, Jesus grabbed it, pulled it back. Talk to me, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Get to so Jesus trying to minister to me, trying to tell me how I came to that. Remember what the word said? Me and you got a relationship. That's not the way to go. You know what I have to do? I have to tell him move. Move because I got this. I got this. I'm fixing I'm fixing to handle this. I don't want to hear what you got to say. So you don't want to think about yourself pushing Jesus around. But we do it all the time. Anytime we don't listen to what you say, you push him around. You tell him to get back. I got this. So now I got Jesus out of the way. Guess what can happen? Now I have access to everything that the devil wants me to do. All my defenses is down. Jesus has moved out of the way. So now guess what? Me and the devil can get into some stuff. So what I can do is I can tell you, I'm doing what you. And so me and the devil are alone now. Mm-hmm. I got rid of my wife now. Now I'm back out here on the ground again. And the club again. You know, I'm drinking again. All the stuff that I used to do. Because look, at first, Jesus was leading. I pushed him out of the way. It's just me, nobody, it's not following myself. And if I was in the heart of man is equally wicked, who you know it? I couldn't trust myself. No. But the beautiful thing about it is that even when I push Jesus out of the way, still. he's still following my back. Because he's faithful no matter what I'm doing, even when I'm being a fool. Right? Thank you. So listen, in order to resist, there has to be submission. If there is no submission, there is no resistance. Why do I can't get it right with God? Why do I can't, can't do the things that God? Because you won't submit. The word submit, is, it, it just, it's just like it sounds. Submarine. That means under. Submarine functions under the water. Right? So I'm going to bring myself under resist, under the instruction and obedience of the Lord. I'm going to submit. I'm going to bring myself under God. Right? That's, what, that's why we got problems in America today because they started off saying one nation submitted to God. One nation submitted to God. So now we're a nation that we don't know if we need God. So when we, when we did what? We put Jesus out the way and now we open and do whatever we want to do because we don't have no, no barriers. And the Bible says that a person with no barriers or no boundaries is like a river with no banks. What is a river with no banks if it's not a swamp? Ain't nothing good in swamp but gators. And gators eat you up. Right? So there is no there is no resistance without submission. Now watch what Paul says. He's going to describe his submission. Philippians 3.7. He says, but what things were gained to me, those I counted lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things... But lost for the excellency of knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them but dumb that I may win Christ and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that is of faith, of faith through Christ, the righteousness, which is of, of God by faith, that I may know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable to unto his death. So he's talking about, he's describing to you the power in submission. That there's power in submission. Watch this. Verse 11. If by any means, 
If by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after that I may apprehend that for which I also am apprehended. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but there's one thing I do. Forgetting those things which were behind, forgetting when I used to run it myself. I forget about that. And reaching forth into those things that are before, I press toward the, the mark for the high calling in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's look at something else. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. There's no resistance without submission. No resistance without submission. No resistance, no resistance without submission. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. It's the Amplified Classic Version I'm reading from. He says, but he said unto me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you. Sufficient against any uh, danger that enables you to bear the trouble uh, uh, manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect. Fulfilled and completed and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will no more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and the power of Christ, the Messiah, may rest. Yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon me. Verse 10. So for the sake of Christ, I am pleased and take pleasure in infirmities, insults, hardships, persecutions, perplexities, and stresses. For when I am weak in human strength, then I am fully strong and able and powerful in divine strength. So Paul, both of these two passages, he talks about, he talks about who he is. This is my, this is my credentials, this is my flesh realm credentials. This is what, he said, everything that I am to somebody else, that I am to myself, he said, I count it but don't. Why, why, why does he say that? What does he do? That's the mindset and the attitude of submission. That whatever I am, I, it's, it's not more than what God said I'm supposed to be. I take whoever I think I am, whatever power that I think I got, and I place that under leadership of God. It don't matter, listen, it don't matter what you say about me or how you look up to me. It don't make a difference. What it says is, what I must say is that Jesus is the Lord and the King over everything and over my life. So when I take myself to say, no matter what, how many degrees I have, it doesn't matter how well spoken you may think I am, how nice of a God that I am, how successful that I may become. And I have to take that and say, you know what, Lord, no matter what I am in the flesh, you are greater than what you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Second part of it, he says this. He says, I glory in my weakness. I glory in my weakness. He, he pursues up to God. He says, God, I have this thing that I'm dealing with. He says, and he, he tells his pride. He says, Bless, for, for the abundance of my revelation, I'll be exalted. He said, God, I understand. I know so much. Why, why do you think he wrote most of the New Testament? He understood. He knows so much. He said, but it's, it, it's, it's, I'm tempted to become private because I understand and I know so much. And so he tells the Lord, he said, man, he said, unless you have sent this messenger of Satan, which he called it, whatever this thing is, to humble him <laughs> in his pridefulness, he said, it would have destroyed me. And so he, had, he said, I sought the Lord so many times. 
God, help me with this issue that I'm having. Help me to, to, to deal with this thing, this, whatever this uh, message you're saying that God, help me with this. Yeah. And you know what God told him? He said, my grace is sufficient. Yeah, hallelujah. You don't understand grace. We, have, we need a better understanding of grace. Let me tell you something. Pastor Eli, I didn't know how powerful grace was until I wanted to pray and I couldn't. Right. Do you know what I said? I didn't know how powerful grace was until it was my desire to pray and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. See, look on your face. Anybody can pray and say, God, how you doing? I need something. That's not the kind of prayer I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that kind of prayer. That's, that's, that's not even prayer. That's, that's, that's kindergarten. I'm talking about desire to spend time with God and get in His presence of death. You understand that you do that when you desire to do that, that's by the grace of God you do that. God gives you grace to, to pursue it, to want to chase that thing. It's by His grace. Listen, you, you ain't built up a spiritual giant. I spent hours in prayer. I mean, the grace of God, God called you to pray. That's how you do that, because God's grace. What is His grace? His unmerited favor and His mercy. Amen. And so God told him, He said, He said, God, I don't know what to do about this. He said, No. He said, My unmerited favor and, and mercy is, is enough for this situation to help you do it. So God's, when you humble yourself, it releases the grace and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. Do you know what I'm When you submit yourself and you humble yourself, that releases the favor of God. Now, what did he say? This, this is, and this is, I'm, I'm just being the really curious about this favor. He said, Yeah. We forget this is the faith that he used. 
So Paul said this. Paul said that when I, so when I humble myself, well, no wonder why he said, listen, I count that all the He said that I may win. Yeah. Me putting myself second and second class citizen put me in a position to win. It don't make me less than it puts me in a position to the wind. Hallelujah. There is no resistance without submission. Right. Submission brings the grace and the battle is won through the grace and the mercy of God. Hallelujah. That's how you win. Yeah. When I bring myself up, I myself is nothing. I'm weak, I can't do no more. So God said, look, look, when we get to this point, Recognize who you are. You recognize who you are. He said, now, that's You didn't have this. You didn't have the power to resist. So now that you do this, guess what? I did. Come on now. Come on. Yes, Lord. You take my power to resist. Now it's not about you anymore. It's about, you. I gave you my power to resist. When you submit, there is no resistance without submission. Submitting is a great thing because it releases favor. It releases the favor of God. Right? And so listen, we can walk in God's favor. What does it look like to walk in the favor of God? Same thing it looks like to go shopping with God's credit card. Heard somebody on TV the other day talking about how he got a black card. I don't know what color God's card is. <laughs> if there's a black card in it, it's no color for God. Black card means you can just unlimited buy whatever. God, I, I don't know what color God's card is. So when I walk in the favor of God, that means anything is possible for me. Right. All I have to do is submit myself and say, you the man. Right. I can't do it without you. All the power comes from you. Yes. I'm just a dude. And that releases the power of God to flow away whenever I'm weak. Amen. Amen. In conclusion, we we done. When we quit resisting, that's when we fall to the devil. We don't have the power to resist unless we submit. You don't have the power to resist unless you submit. But if you submit, you bring yourself under, Lord, you will humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And God's strength grows inside of you and is released into your situation to give you power to resist. And you win by resisting. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. I'm done. I'm 